This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Okay, I'm in my vehicle. I'm leaving work, actually. Uh, not leaving home. So I am uh, I'm 30 miles south and east of my house so that I can leave. I mean, that's where work is. But I'm heading directly west right now. I'm not sure where I'm going, honestly. It's not true. I know where I'm going. I just don't know how long it's going to take me to get there. Uh, I'm going to a new theater. And I'm going on a road trip. I'm going on a road trip to see Bill and Ted face the music. Speaking of music, cue music now. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. Strangers and aliens. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did so wise, was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. All right, here I am on the road, driving to a little theater in a little town, uh, about, I'm, I'm going to say 15 to 20 minutes west of Napanee. Napanee is where I work, and this little town is Bremen. And uh, this is a little theater that I've seen before, but I've never I've ever been there. And so I'm going to see Bill and Ted face the music, assuming that there are seats available. Uh, because they have been doing some free shows that have been sponsored by different businesses in the Bremen Chamber of Commerce or something like that. I don't know all the details. I'll probably find out some of them when I get there. I'm very curious about all this, about this free ticket thing. But I happened to mention on Facebook that I would really like to see Bill and Ted face the music, but I want to see it in the theater, and I, I just don't think I'll be able to. And when I posted that, I had a friend, a college friend, uh, who actually works at our library in town where we live. And she also lives a block away from us. But uh, she posted on my post that this theater in Bremen is doing free movie shows and doing Bill and Ted Face the Music this weekend. So I looked it up, saw that they were uh, doing, uh, they did Wizard of Oz I believe that for one weekend they did Back to the Future and uh, another movie or two that I, I'm not sure about. But they, yeah, it was free uh, for a couple of those showings. It was free popcorn, too. Uh, I didn't see anything about free popcorn for this Bill and Ted movie, but, you know, here's open. If they don't do free popcorn, I am good with that. I will buy my popcorn and I will support that theater. I've driven by that theater a few times and it's just, you know, it's that small town, um, main street, 
where it's just all these buildings lined up and there's really no gap even in between the buildings. And it's just a very small storefront. And I'm very, very curious what it is going to be like when I go past it. Uh, I actually... Um, it just it just makes me think about the old theater in my uh, town in, that I lived in. I almost said hometown. I don't really have a hometown because I never lived anywhere long enough to feel like I had a hometown. But uh, the theater that I saw movies um, in Michigan, and it was just a small theater in town. That's the one I think I've talked about before. Where instead of movie posters, they actually had flannel, and they put flannel letters. Uh, to tell what the movie was and oftentimes did not have a very straight line of lettering. Uh, I just passed by the theater here in Napanee, which is a similar kind of thing. I've never been inside there, really want to. I actually had an opportunity to where our church um, had a special showing of, I think, the War Room movie. Um, our pastor really loved that movie and so he got to do a special showing just for all the staff at our church and I had to miss work that day. I don't remember why, but I do remember being disappointed, not because I wanted to see the movie necessarily. Really, I just wanted to go inside that theater. But their movie times are uh, on Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night, and there are times when I am, um, it's just not really convenient for me to get there. But I made it convenient to go to this Bremen theater because free ticket to a movie that I really was hoping to see in a theater and just the opportunity to be able to see it in this kind of um, I don't know if old school is quite the right word because I haven't been there so I don't know but I definitely get an old school vibe from it from the outside so I'm driving there right now and enough about the theater experience we'll, we'll talk about the theater experience after I am done um, that's the expectation of the theater experience that, that I um, have but Let's talk about the movie, because the movie is Bill and Ted's uh, Face the Music. Now, Bill and Ted is a big deal, uh, especially for people of a certain generation. I'm not sure where I fit in that generation, uh, but I'm definitely part of that generation, because that movie came out in when I was in high school. And so, of course, uh, we all did the excellent you know, thing, and we all did the be excellent to each other. And, and quoted that movie. Uh, actually, I, I was quoting that movie before I even saw the movie because it was a huge deal among, well, at least, I don't know, I, I can't even say necessarily people of my of my school year, but definitely of my school year in my the town where I was living. And uh, Bill and Ted, uh, Bogus Journey, on the other hand, uh, that one was a uh, college. But that one really appealed to me because of the whole, um, uh, just the death, actually. I mean, it was the character of death just makes that movie to me. Uh, it just makes it so funny. Of course, I love the movie The Seventh Seal. And it's something that I've wanted to do more with that movie than we have. But so far, it's just been me kind of talking about how I really like the movie The Seventh Seal. And The Seventh Seal is the movie where death plays a game of chess with a knight who's just come home from the Crusades. And this entire time that he's playing chess with death, it's actually, in some ways, he's stalling. He's trying to stall so he can at least do one good thing in this world. And 
he plays chess, of course he loses. But here we have kind of the follow-up to that, and we have all the scenes where um, Death uh, challenges them to a game, they choose their game, and next scene, you know, just a cut, and then it's just E4, and he, he's, they're playing Battleship, and they, they win, he's, they go J9 or whatever it was, and uh, hit, you say, get my bedless ship, and he's just got kind of that Swedish accent going on, and that Swedish accent is because of uh, Seventh Seal being a, a Swedish movie. But anyway, uh, that's the main reason why I like it, but honestly, these two movies, there's something to them, and one of the things it has to do is just the, I think, the kindness of the characters. Like, Bill and Ted, what's nice about them is that they're just genuinely nice. Now, they're slackers, and they're lazy, but they, they have dreams, and they want to do good in the world. And watching it this time around, as a full-grown adult, and being transported back to my, my childhood, I've seen parts of this movie for years, um, but I haven't seen these movies uh, really since uh, probably college. And I mean, so we're talking uh, two, two decades ago. And uh, so watching the full movies this time around, I, uh, uh, there's just a couple things that struck me. There's, there's, honestly, I, I wish I could do a weak connections video about them even because there's, there's something about these, these movies. And, well, I'll just, I'll just get into it. I mean, the, the big spiritual thing that sticks out to me, uh, there's, there's two, it's kind of a two pronged thing, but what sticks out to me is just the power of positive words and the power of positive mentoring and why do I say that well I mean you look at Bill and Ted and you know their home situations are not great um, both of their dads have uh, had multiple marriages uh, one of those marriages to someone who okay she's an adult she was a senior when they were freshmen and now they are seniors and that's when she marries um, Bill's dad is, uh, so she's probably 21, maybe 22. And so she's, she's an adult. It's been three or four years since she graduated high school. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) but obviously there's some stuff going on. That's just not good parenting. And it's just, it's just not. And, and both of their dads are not very good at this whole parenting thing. Um, Bill's dad is just really not not that present uh, and is more concerned with, with Missy, honestly. And, um, and Ted's dad is super authoritarian and strict. And so the, the two dads are, are not very good role models or, or presences in, in their life. And so one rules by fear and the other doesn't do any ruling at all. They just, it, it's not good. And so, you know, the question is, are they slackers because of that? Well, I'm not going to ask that question, although I just did, I guess. Uh, I'm not going to answer that question, though. It's possible that with, with really good parents, they could have still ended up similar to um, what they became as these 18-year-old seniors who are in danger of not graduating because they're just these, these slackers, these good-natured slackers. But then Rufus comes along, George Carlin. And he says, hey, you guys need to, 
you need to pass. You need to graduate because you're going to change the world. Your music is going to change the world. Your dream is going to change the world. And suddenly you have this voice being spoken into their lives where he's saying you are going to be something more than what uh, everyone sees in you. And that's what a great picture. Now I'm watching this, I guess, you know, looking at, looking at it through my adult lenses and, and in looking through it, it through these adult lenses, I'm, I'm seeing these bad adult examples and good adult examples. And, um, it just really, really struck me watching it this time, just seeing Rufus as this honestly, very, uh, well, there's a detour ahead. Uh, this might mess me up because I don't know exactly where I'm going. I think I can still turn here where I'm supposed to turn. It's the exciting part of doing the road trip with me is that you are with me in the car as I am figuring out where to go. It'd be a little bit more exciting if I was uh, actually talking to uh, maybe Evan about this, but Evan is not in the state. Um, this time around, unlike Empire Strikes Back, I did invite Evan to come with me, but he is on the East Coast. So, oh, this road is closed. Uh, how am I gonna do this? Okay, well, anyway, that's the weak connection. And honestly, maybe it's not, maybe it's not a weak one because there's, there's some real truth to that where there are people in, in our lives who just need that good word spoken into them to say, you can be more than who we, you know, who people see. You can be more than who you see when you, when you look in the mirror. In fact, you're meant to be more than who you see when you look in the mirror. I mean, that's the Christian message is, is that we are not just meant to um, be stagnant and be who we are um, when we're just, well, stuck in our sin nature. Uh, but rather, we are um, supposed to be, you know, reformed in the image of Christ. And, and he takes who we are because he made us, you know. He takes who we are and takes these parts of us that... All right, which road is closed here? <laughs> you can't tell me because you're not with me. But I might have to do some... Oh, the gate? The fence? Okay, it doesn't matter. But anyway... That's the weak connection that I was thinking about. And it happens in both movies. I mean, in the second one, they really haven't worked real hard at, at becoming, you know, this destiny that they have. And instead, oh no, that is definitely closed. Good thing I'm coming really early. I contacted the theater to ask them how early I should come. And they, uh, they said, well, we don't know. We haven't done a new release movie yet. And so... They didn't know how early I, we should come, and so uh, I said about a half hour. So that's what I'm working on, It's getting there a half an hour early. But I might be crisscrossing town here a little bit. A little town that I know very little about. I've only been through here on my way from point A to point B, and also to rent a U-Haul truck once. So, um, so anyway, that's, that's the message. Speak speak truth into people uh, and oh and then then uh in bogus journey they uh uh rufus does it again and this time he pushes them a little bit a little bit harder and and, uh, and creates opportunity for them which is something that also comes out of um 
a good mentoring relationship. Oh my goodness, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to the place where I'm supposed to park to go to this theater because the whole main street is it's all torn up. The other thing I like about these movies is they're funny, fun. Um, there's some, you know, crudeness to it. There's a little bit of crass, crass jokes. Um, but there's also some really just clever little asides and uh, all the historical stuff from... Uh, here we go. Uh, there's the historical stuff. I, I do love the, the time travel uh, stuff that's going on where they're going back in time and meeting uh, the different people from history but then also um, the time travel stuff where they're using time travel to their to the fullest as uh, they, they say hey all we have to do is is remember to do this and and do it afterward with our time machine oh man, oh, man I don't know how this is gonna work So what I'm looking at right now is the entire downtown Main Street, where I know the theater is, but I don't know exactly. Maybe it's not down here. I'm pretty sure it is, though. I might have to stop and do a, a Google check here. I'm just looking at machines and torn up road. I'm pretty sure it's in those that series of buildings, but I can try... But yeah, the, you know, like Abraham Lincoln's speech, you know, telling people to party on and, you know, it's cheesy. Sure. It's definitely cheesy, uh, but it's fun. And then the time travel stuff where they're just like, we will remember our, when we leave this place and go into, uh, you know, travel into the future because we just finished this, we will go ahead and just steal dad's keys. So they're going to, after things happen, go back into the past, steal the keys and then plant everything where they need it to be so that they can have a uh, a plan all set up and ready to go. So I enjoy that and then I enjoy the twist on that in the in the second movie where it's the bad guy says he's going to do it and uh, because he told them that's what he was going to do they were able to anticipate that that's what he wanted to do trick him and as it was happening I was thinking to myself wait a minute they said they're going to do these things if they win, and those things came true. But then he said he's going to do these things if he wins, and those things come true. And I'm like, did they just create a paradox? But no, they didn't. They just set up him. They said, we're going to get you the gun, and we, we're going to hand you the key. We set that up, not you. And so they tricked him. And it was really just a, a move to trick him and trick the audience. And man, I'm gonna have a little bit of trouble figuring out where to park. Uh, so what am I expecting out of Bill and Ted Face the Music? Well, that's the other interesting thing. Spoilers for Bill and Ted's bogus journey, but in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, they were told you will change the world and our world 700 years from now is based on your philosophy as musicians and as excellent dudes. And in Bogus Journey, we find out that it all came true. And the headlines in that were kind of funny. It was just that whole, like, band's journey where they have, you know, there's the rumors that maybe they, uh, 
we're going to break up or, you know, and, and death actually did go out and, uh, start his own career as a solo artist. And he, uh, failed, bombed and, and rejoined wild stallions. But, um, in, so in bogus journey, I mean, the idea was that there's someone from the future who's trying to change the future by going to the past and stopping them at the second most critical moment. But he uh, fails, of course. And so we see newspaper headlines saying that they changed the world. Um, I'm not seeing any, like, uh, public parking or anything. seeing a lot of no parking signs so that's fantastic fire department parking only oh man <laughs> this is great radio eh alright so there's a parking lot kind of Let's see if this is just regular parking don't see any signs Well, I'm going to be done recording for sure. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, after the movie. That's assuming I can get in. So I'm going to stop recording, play a sounder. Um, if I do have to move, then I'm not going to re begin recording again, though. So anyway, that's all. Oh, by the way, God Gave Rock and Roll to You is stuck in my head now. Whenever I think about Bill and Ted, that song gets stuck in my head. All right. That's all. Playing the sounder. Hopefully I'll have seen the movie when I come back. If not, well, that means that they were sold out because it's free. So it's not technically sold out. But, yeah. Later. So, the question was, <clears throat> was this movie going to be an excellent adventure or a bogus journey? And the answer for this leg of the adventurous journey is bogus. Uh, let me explain. The movie started at 7. It is 7.40 and I'm sitting in my van. Why is that? Well, uh, not because I walked out of the movie. <laughs> but because uh, the, uh, the studio sent the wrong digital key to the theater and they spent almost an hour uh, trying to figure out um, a solution, trying to like call and find out and get something different. And so two minutes ago, they, uh, <laughs> they made an announcement to the theater and said, sorry, we won't be showing the movie tonight. And so I might be coming back tomorrow. And uh, they do have two showings they were planning to do on Sunday. But apparently they sent the, the digital code or whatever it is, the key that they needed. Uh, and the date listed on the key was uh, for 4-9 instead of 9-4. So, yeah. So I'm back in my van. I am not going to um, spend a lot of time driving home and talking about uh, what just happened because that would be really boring. And so instead, I'm going to just say a couple more things about the theater and, and the experience and then uh, play a sounder and either 
there'll be a, another short little thing and then I'll play another sounder and then I'll be, you know, reviewing it on the way home from coming to the theater a second time or I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I don't want to spend 20 bucks or 25. You can rent for 20, buy for 25. Um, I don't want to spend that much money on this movie because it'll just be me watching it. And if it's not good and I buy it, it'll be just me watching it once for 25 bucks. And if it is good and I rent it, it'll just be me renting it once for 20 bucks. And so I, I just don't feel like, like doing that. But, uh, yeah. So the theater itself was nice. It was clean inside, but very small, uh, very long and thin, kind of like what I was expecting. Um, it actually wasn't much longer than the storefront. Um, I did take some pictures and I might even put the pictures on our, uh, maybe on our Facebook post and maybe on the, the blog post. But, um, yeah, the place where I parked apparently is free parking for all. Um, I did ask someone after I got out of the van to see if it was okay and, uh, trust them. Uh, I'm trusting them. <laughs> hope they weren't lying, but they said it was okay. So, um, and I, I saw some other people who were actually at the theater who parked here as well. So, um, yeah, walking across the street, though, I walked across dirt and rubble. And, again, I'll post my pictures on the Facebook post and the blog post. But, yeah, dirt and rubble. And um, there's no sidewalk. It's just dirt. Uh, I feel so bad for this theater and for their business because um, it's been nice. Uh, it, it is. It's local businesses that are doing the... Um, they're sponsoring the movies, and so that's what allows them to do the free admission. I did talk to the theater owner. Um, she thought I was coming back to ask ask when the movie was going to start, and I was actually going back to get some some candy to have along with my popcorn. Uh, by the way, the popcorn was fantastic, very very good, and uh, the diet Pepsi was um, solidly bubbly with diet Pepsi taste. So if uh, you like Diet Pepsi? It was great. If you don't, then you'd hate it. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, old theater, but nice seats. Um, you know, it's it just the building is old, but they've taken good care of it. And so there's some other storefronts that I was walking past and kind of peeking in and uh, didn't look as nice, you know, and I'm actually behind some of those storefronts right now. And on the back, you know, you have there's wooden stairs and there's crumbling brick. Um, you know, this is a, I, I don't know if it's a thriving area. Actually, when I was telling my wife about what was going on here and texting her about it, she, she actually was like started looking on uh, realtor.com or whatever to see how much houses cost in the area. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, actually if we moved into town, I could see going to this theater every night. Their typical ticket prices are $5. And the popcorn, large popcorn, was 5 bucks. Um, you get large popcorn, large drink, and candy, and it's a solid 10 bucks. You're good to go. So the I, I talking to her, um, just we looked outside, and I was like, wow, this is crazy, the, all the construction going on. And she said that the construction is going to go on until the end of October. And she's, she just looked at me and said, as if there wasn't enough to have a pandemic to, to deal with. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, uh, this is, this theater is a small business, you know, it, it, like any other small business, this one, they've been affected, but it's really interesting how, um, the, 
the Chamber of Commerce has has come alongside them, and you have these businesses that are sponsoring these movies. And um, I'm just really curious uh, about how you know just how that all came came to be. And uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, been helpful. Everyone in the theater had snacks from concessions, which already you know that's that's the primary way the theaters are making their money is snacks from concessions. Um, but they, uh, they all had, had something that they had bought. I mean, still the popcorn, five bucks, that's still $4 and 75 cents more than it costs to make the popcorn, you know? And so they, there, there's money coming in, um, but you know, it's a small business. And so that's, is it enough money is the question. And, um, yeah, so I do plan to come back, uh, tomorrow, uh, or Sunday afternoon. We'll see. It depends. Um, and then after that, uh, hopefully we'll get a a ride home, but this is the parking lot chat with Ben by himself. (laughs) And I, I don't know. I don't know. It just, I, I felt bad for her, but, um, yeah, I, I demanded my money back for the ticket. No, I didn't. I almost did as a joke. But I stopped myself because I'm not sure how well, how well they would have taken that. If I knew the people, like if I lived in town here and came every weekend, then, uh, then maybe I would have would have done that. But instead, I just opted to say thank you and ask them, you know, what's going on for tomorrow. And I've already liked them on Facebook because if they continue doing these free weekend movies, uh, she intended to get Tenet for this weekend and couldn't because the terms of use on that one would have been, um, uh, they had to show it for four weeks in a row and they, they don't want to do that. And I can understand why there was just a lot of people who were in the theater tonight who clearly this is something they did regularly. And, uh, as we were walking out, I even heard someone say, well, I guess it means this time we don't have to walk home in the dark. (laughs) So anyway, I was ready and, uh, now I'm going to head home, going to be home couple hours earlier than I anticipated and uh, we'll see what happens this weekend but hopefully this doesn't become a lost episode where I have to dig it up later and say oh hey here's an episode that I didn't actually get to finish but now I got to finish it because Bill and Ted came out on Redbox for a dollar fifty that I was able to rent or something like that so gonna play a sounder and who knows how much time is going to pass between the time when I stop recording right now and start recording again but uh, I will actually be able to find out how much time it takes to get home so I know how much I'm gonna be talking about this movie after it's done because that that ride home that determines the episode length so anyway that's uh, still spoiler free for Bill and Ted face the music Okay, so here I am back in the van again, uh, getting ready to head out, uh, putting up the windows, going to put on my seatbelt, should have put on my seatbelt before I started the vehicle, but that's okay, I'm not driving until after I hit stop anyway, I'm just uh, giving an update, it is, uh, oh, 616, 616, what a great time for, uh, you know, there's there's times that when I look at the clock, I just, I think different things, like 1016, that's my birthday, 616, that's uh, Marvel 616. Um, 1134, that's hell, because you flip it upside down, it spells 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, I am headed off to go and try and see Bill and Ted's uh, face the music once more. And we will find out, is it a bogus journey or is it an excellent adventure? And so far, this has been an interesting adventure anyway. Not as interesting as Diaper Street, but that's another story. So I'm not going to record the whole drive there. I am just going to um, just drop a couple notes. I'm really curious what they're going to do with the kids because I know that Bill had a kid named Ted. Ted had a kid named Bill. I'm curious because everything in the previews that I've seen has been about what seems to be daughters. And so I'm curious if it's a Wilhelmina and uh, Thea. Well, just Thea. That's a girl name. I, I'm just not sure what, what's going on with that. But um, we're going to give it another shot. And I will be dropping back in. And next time I come on the microphone, it'll be um, I will have either seen the movie or I'll be trying again tomorrow afternoon. But that's what's happening. So uh, I did see the movie. I walked across the street and I got to the theater and I walked right in, uh, right past the ticket booth, right up to the concession stand, bought myself popcorn and a pop and went and sat down. And uh, next thing I knew... Preview was showing for Fatima, and then a preview for Wonder Woman, and then uh, the classic uh, animated Let's Go Down to the Lobby, Let's Go Down to the Lobby played, and then the movie started, and then I was watching the movie. And so this, as usual, as per usual, with a brand new film, uh, sometimes we do not do this. But oftentimes we will sit in the parking lot for the spoiler-free review. And I am now sitting in the parking lot for the spoiler-free review. This is a dirt parking lot staring at the backside of a building with crumbling brick. I described this, I think, yesterday. Uh, air conditioner units and the windows upstairs. I am not sure if those are living apartments or... Well, the apartments aren't living, but you know what I mean or if they are part of the storefronts down below. But yeah, I usually, when I do a podcast by myself, um, this, this part may not, may not happen as, as much, uh, especially when I saw like Empire Strikes Back, didn't need to do a spoiler free. Uh, for this one, I feel like I need to. I, I'm just gonna start off with, I think I would give this movie four and a half stars out of five. And I'm, I'm, I know I'm starting uh, with the the big reveal, but um, there's an even bigger reveal to come. I'm trying to decide if I want to do the bigger reveal as part of this part of the review, or if I should save it for the spoiler-filled part of the review. But uh, there's a bigger reveal as far as uh, reactions that I had to this movie. But um, I uh, I'm, I'm going to throw out some superlatives here, and uh, you know the question, the jokey question that I put out there was. Uh, is it a bogus journey or is it an excellent adventure? And all I can say is this movie, I, I was trying to think through this, like how would I describe this? And, and one of the things I would say would be um, this movie turned Bill and Ted's trilogy for me into the best time travel trilogy of all time. 
Now, I know there aren't too many time travel trilogies out there. I can only think of one, honestly, unless you want to consider uh, Star Trek 2, 3, and 4. That could be considered a time travel trilogy. Um, but, uh, yeah. And if you take the three Bill and Ted movies as a whole, um, they have gone way up in my list of, of favorite time travel stories. Um, this movie in, in some ways, this is, this, this is not a sequel to two movies that happened in the eighties and nineties. This, this is the, this is the movie. And those two movies are prequels to this. Those two movies existed. So this movie could be made. And I am saying some really strong stuff. <laughs> but I really like this movie. Um, I like what it brings up thematically. I like the way it kind of builds on the whole like father figure thread where Bill and Ted, they turned into much better father figures than, than their own fathers, you know. Uh, but there's some learning that needed to be happening along the way. And I'm not going to get into... Uh, the, the whole thing, the whole concept of this movie, there's some of it was spoiler, spoiled in, spoiled in the, uh, the previews. But I have to say, not a lot. I was genuinely surprised by some of the things that this movie tried to do. Other things, there were definitely some things where they were looking back at the other movies and saying, well, let's just do this. You know, we did this before, let's do this. But... Each of these three movies had a central idea, uh, plot-wise, that was kind of its own thing. You know, Bogus Journey did not just become um, the uh, uh, just a repeat of Excellent Adventure. You know, it wasn't just, um, hey, we'll have them go back in time, only this time we'll have them pick up this, you know. Um, but there were also some beats where they they hit those beats again, you know, because that's what a sequel is meant to do. The things you liked in the first one, you're going to see them again, hopefully bigger, better. And in this case, there was an emotional resonance that occurred. And I, I will not talk about it right now in the spoiler free section, except to say this. Yes, those were not allergies that were bothering me. Those were not eyeball sweat. Those were genuine tears on my cheek. Granted, one cheek, one eye even. One eye had the tears, not the other one. But there were two tears. And I am not joking. I wish it totally sounds like something I might say if I was going to tell a joke about a movie that was just cheesy and dumb, but this was not a movie that was just cheesy and dumb. There's definitely some cheese to this movie. Don't get me wrong. But uh, yes, if you like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey, if you came from that generation that grew up with those movies, whether it was something you grew into because you had it on VHS and you had an older sibling, or whether it was something where you were the age of those, those guys. I mean, I was in high school when they were in high school. And then five years later, um, I was in college and they weren't because they were slackers for Bogus Journey. Uh, but now I'm a dad with teenage daughters and 
four and a half stars. I give this movie four and a half stars uh, because it provoked an emotional reaction that I would say, actually, I don't know. I can't remember the last time a movie caused me to have this kind of emotional reaction. So, yeah, that's me sitting in the parking lot. It's time for me to start the car, play the sounder and start the drive home. And hopefully I don't get lost on my way out, but I'm pretty sure I can get out. But I'm going to try and get out uh, going west instead of east. Last time I went east and it kind of was some backtracking a little bit. So problem is I'm right on a one way street that goes east. And that's why I did that last. It doesn't matter to you. You don't care about that part. Um, Although, you know, of all the road trips we've taken, this has been the most road trippy (laughs) where I've had to do the most driving and uh, work the hardest. So, okay, I'm going to play that sounder, start in that van, and hey, let's drive home together. It's just normal. Spoilers. Spoilers. Okay. Oh, forgot to put my seatbelt on again. That on. And let's head home. Okay, so talking about this movie, this is spoiler territory. That sounder I just played was not actually a sounder, it was the spoiler organ. And you know what happens when the spoiler organ plays. It means we're going straight to spoilers. So if you have not seen this movie and you want to, uh, you know, I, I would wait for this part of the drive home. And honestly, um, yeah, I, I, I really do. I don't want us to spoil this. I don't want people to get spoiled on what's going on in this movie because there's so much that was so cool. That was going on in this movie. First of all, again, you've been warned. It's your last chance. So you have, uh, well, let's, okay, let's, let's start with, I don't want to start with the elephant in the room. Instead, let's start with the actors. Let's start with the actors. We have, um, Thea and we have, uh, Billy and we have Ben calling it I I did not call Billy with Wilhelmina I, I you know it, but I did call um, uh, Thea that it was not it wasn't Theodore it was um, it was Thea and I, I, I called that and I'm going to claim that and I'm going to hold on to that calling of that name because uh, I think that's kind of cool actually that I that I called that, but, um, so there's that. You have, uh, two new actresses, I believe, playing the princesses. Um, they have a little bit more to do in this movie, but not a whole lot more. Uh, this movie is about men, two men and their daughters and about, uh, a destiny that these two men have. And I like the, the, I like the retcon. Uh, first of all, I like the retcon that little Bill and little Ted were, uh, jokes and that's that's a funny joke, you know. I, I go with that little cutesy name for the little little girls, little baby girls. You know, we get cutesy names for our babies, and 
So it makes sense that it would be uh, a cutesy name instead of a uh, uh, legitimate, you know, <laughs> Wilhelmina, but we call her Bill, and, uh, and Theodora, but we call her Ted. Um, yeah, I, I like this better. And, and I like that they call each other B and T, you know? That's fun. And their whole, their whole sequence, their whole thing... Um, was uh, a good it was their own Bill and Ted adventure it was their own excellent adventure where they were going back in time to collect all these musicians and, and that's where that's the repeat you know that's that's the repeat that we get um, they think they're just getting a backup band you know for their dads who are going to have the song and they also think that it's just important for them to have the song because you know later on but it turns out another retcon the uh song isn't just going to bring you know unite the world it's also going to save all of reality and as people are and things are getting plucked from reality and dropped in different places it's it's kind of troublesome what's happening there and this is going to save everyone i mean all time and so it's even bigger in a lot of ways than bogus journey was um but for bill and ted it becomes you know we we want to do that, obviously, but we also want to make sure we don't lose the love of our lives. And I was just, this movie, I was cracking up at the little jokes. And, you know, this this was not quite as adolescent as the other two. Uh, the other two movies, don't get me wrong, they are adolescent humor. And there's you know, not a lot of gross-out humor. And honestly, you know, it's, it's pretty mild when you look at other uh, PG-rated movies. Uh, movies with that kind of adolescent style of, of humor but this uh, this one it, it didn't it didn't go that far there's a lot of just silly jokes though and I was laughing quite a bit at like the couple's therapy scene I was laughing at um, you know all of the you know going and visiting the future selves and so that's you know that's the conceit that we get that's different for Bill and Ted you know Bill and Ted the first one is all about going into the past and and bringing people from the past into the present and it's fish out of water and all that kind of thing and then the second one was all about the future trying to destroy bill and ted and and they meet death you know and and they go to hell and they have to face their fears and and then this one was really about um, just seeing what they could become and all you know they become awful people uh, except for when they're old when they're really old <laughs> i was rolling when they were ha- when they had that uh, kind of last goodbye to themselves and it's like i realized that when i was looking at you i was really just seeing me and you know i will never forget you bill like the 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 whole sequence there where they're talking to themselves on their deathbeds just cracked me up. I I was laughing and I was sitting alone in this theater. There was not a lot of people in the theater. There were probably uh, I want to say 10 people in the theater. Uh, 10 people from with four groups. Me, another guy who's riding solo, family of four, and then um, so, uh, two people who were there on their own. And so, yeah, they, not a lot of people there, um, but I was just laughing quite a bit. And, 
yeah. So, Keanu Reeves, other guy, can never remember his name, playing uh, Bill. <laughs> um, boy, I feel bad about that. But uh, those two, you know, they, they were pretty good. They were pretty good. Um, playing themselves now, trying to be the lovable slacker loser who has the weight of the world on their shoulders. And that's where, I guess at the beginning of this movie, I really, really identified with them. As these guys are musicians who have had just an incredible career. And I'm not sure that the, the whole ending of Bogus Journey was retconned by this because it does get into, you know, they have the magazine covers where uh, Grim Reaper leaves the band and, and all that kind of stuff. This went a little bit further into detail where they actually had to deal with trademark and, and take Grim Reaper to, uh, to court. They sued him because he was trying to take the name. And it was, uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not sure. I haven't looked into it close enough to see if those uh, magazine um those magazine headlines and newspaper headlines were retconned or not, but whether they were retconned or not, this it was this was a good story, so it didn't doesn't matter too much to me. But this whole thing where they're they're looking at different them's in the future and the people them themselves in the future are kind of their their antagonists in this movie. And yeah, there's the robot that may not have been a robot that may, I'm thinking actually might have been a cyborg, um, that maybe there was a, a cut scene or something where we find out that the mom actually turned her daughter's ex into a cyborg instead of just naming the robot after her ex. Either way, kind of a bad move, but, and then he, he has a moral moral switch and actually the reason I think he was able to go to hell was because he had a soul not because he was a robot but because he was a cyborg so anyway I kind of all over the place right now but um, I, I like the theme stuff that they play with with Bill and Ted and I really re- really resounded with me to have these guys who were just kind of on top of their career and now they are they're getting unplugged at their brother's own wedding and, and it resounded with me because, you know, I, ha- I have had, like, a fairly successful writing career as writing comic books. And I'm kind of on the, the backswing of that, uh, where I haven't done much professional comic writing in, in a couple of years, really. And um, I was trying to figure out, as a writer, who I am right now and, and what I'm supposed to do and how to make that all work out. And... Um, you know, I'm not trying to save the universe with a song that will unite the world, uh, but I, you know, do feel like I still have a little bit of uh, a voice and a little bit of something to say. And some of that's being said in like the Supersonic Pie comic stuff. Some of that is in that novel that I wrote that I hope to um, finally get some good edits on it from either from some other people or from myself, but and, and get that out there. But anyway, that that resounded with me. And the other thing was their dads, you know, and I'm, I'm a dad and I have teenage girls and, you know, I, and so I'm just watching this and thinking, okay, this really is, uh, these guys have grown up not to be me, 
but these guys that I saw when I was in high school, when I was in college, when I was um, those ages, basically, those guys are now, you know, my age or a little bit older, you know, but they, uh, they also then are facing a situation and, and that it, it's all new stuff you know it's it's them going through stuff that is appropriate for the age that they were the good thing is they're not just slackers they actually have been trying and trying very hard to to unite the world with their song they just hadn't found the right song Uh, the one thing it does kind of retcon i guess a little bit is that they did have a lot of um flops and a lot of albums that just weren't weren't great but I love the song that they were doing where they're bringing out bagpipes, trying to theremin, and all that stuff. So, uh, oh, I lost the thread there. I was going to talk about something. Oh, yeah, I also was wondering, like, if this movie, who this movie was going to be made for. Was this movie going to be made for people today who are the same age that Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was made for? Or was it going to be made for people today who grew up after having been the people that Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was made for. Um, And the answer was more of B than A. I really don't see this movie becoming uh, something that teens are really going to get into because this is really about um, some teens who are totally into their dad's thing, you know, and then again, you know, this is also about taking stuff from the past and building on it. And which is all, you know, all art is taking stuff from the past and building on it. In fact, that's where their talents were. Uh, these girls weren't musicians like their dads. Uh, they were instead, um, you know, they, they took stuff and put it together. And, and they remixed it. And they brought Mozart. They brought, not, yeah, they brought Mozart. They brought... Hendrix, they brought um, a drummer from prehistoric days, and they brought them together, and and then by doing that, they were able to unite the world by this multi-generational, multi-cultural um, band. And, and then, of course, you had the sci-fi stuff going on, too, where they gave instruments to everyone in the world in all of time. It all happened at the same time. And, you know, whether, I, I don't know, they had a lot of the time travel jargon that was going on there that I really wish I had been able to write down and, and look into this because they're, they're throwing out some words I'd never heard before uh, when it came to, like, time travel theory and everything. But, you know, this is... Uh, I'm not going to say it's a hard science fiction, but... It is not soft on the science fiction, the sciencey part of the science fiction part. They they did some research on this, and and that was good. And so, um, and so that brings me to, I mean, let's let's just get to it. What made me have tears in my eyes, and it was watching. Again, this is the old man here, you know. I, 
actually passing a speed limit sign that says it's, it's my age, you know, the speed limit's 45. I'm 45 right now. And in, in about a month and a half, I'm going to be 46, you know? And so the end, when the song starts and it's all wonky and I'm just kind of like rolling my eyes at how wonky it is because these musicians, they aren't going to be that bad when they start playing together. Um, I also don't think they would just jump into it and, and just start playing their own chords uh, against each other when they're asked to be brought together to improvise as a band. That was, yeah, I was rolling my eyes at that. But then the girls are like, okay, no, no, let's start with this. We got to start with a beat, you know, and they're, they're bringing their, their, they have their little uh, drum machine things that uh, I've seen that device. I just don't know what the device actually does, but they're able to get the beat, 113 beats per minute. They got that going, you know, and and then they slowly bring in the other musicians and and with uh, with Grim Reaper they will say specifically, hey, do the do the lick that comes from before the bridge, you know, and, and all that. And um, the song starts going, and once everyone joins into the song, I'm just not feeling the song. I'm just like, oh man, it's like that. Uh, oh shoot, I can't even remember the name of the the band. But it's the joke band that uh, Jack Black was in, and they do that song as kind of a riff on "The Devil Went Down to Georgia," where it's it's like this is the great this is this is not the greatest song ever written. This is a, this is a song about the greatest song ever written, but it's not it. You know, I'm just like, okay, well, you know, "God Gave Rock and Roll to You" is still stuck in my head. As I was walking out of the theater. Um, that song was suddenly stuck in my head, you know, and there's a reason for it. That's a great, great song. And if you haven't had a chance to listen, I can't remember the guy who originally wrote it, um, but if you haven't had a chance to listen to his version of it, it's good. The Kiss version of it is good. And the Petra version of it. Is it Petra or was it Striper? I think it was Petra. Anyway, that's good as well. It's a good song, three different, very different takes on it, and it's good. Anyway, this song goes on from the, the climax of this movie. I'm just like, man, come on, this isn't great. Well, once the instruments get passed out and, and people are really getting into it, then they stop that song and kind of let it build into a different... It, it just felt different. The part... So all of this is, like, just getting you me emotional. Um, but it was when the daughters both turn to their dads with their guitars and you know already I was emotional because when when Bill and Ted say hey this isn't our song you know or you're not you're not backing us up we're backing you up you know and and it was just a great moment you know and so the build up there the song not great but the emotional build up is there and then uh, Bill and Ted get their guitars and their daughters both turn around, put their arms out, and, and turn over to their dads. Dads! And their dads start playing. And I, I got choked up, and there's a tear in my eye, and then another tear in my eye. Um, I'm like, good, it's just one eye, you know? But um, I'm just sitting there thinking, this is so stupid. Uh, I enjoyed this movie. I was having fun with this movie, which is really a, an indicator of a good movie. Are you having fun? You know, is it taking you on a journey you want to go on? Um, 
but I'm, I'm getting all choked up and I got a tear in my eye and and then they're playing and I think honestly it has to do with just that the connection to my own uh, life as far as like the, just the stages of my life and these guys watching those other movies you know watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and, and their bogus journey it took me back it made me feel a little bit like a kid again and and sometimes that's not a great feeling to have uh, you know being a teenager was not great uh, it's I think most people look back at that and say, yeah, there's some good memories, but also some really, really bad ones. And that's true, you know. Um, but these movies did bring back some, some of those memories and of being a kid and, and you know, being in high school and, and what I looked like and what I acted like and, and what, we, what we pretended to act like. like. And so this is them aging and me aging and it's really you know this is it was just it was cool it was really neat i i enjoyed it and then it got emotional and i'm just oh man so it's not just a fun goofy comedy time travel thing it's emotional and um yeah so that's why i grade it so high i mean this just hit all the checkboxes for me plus a couple checkboxes I didn't even know were there so yeah uh, let's see what else is there um, I did I like Dennis he's a good good character I liked you know they just jammed so much into this movie there is some stuff in this that actually uh, was holdovers from other plots uh, I do believe that one of the original ideas for bogus journey would have had them going back in time and, and getting musicians um i might be wrong about that i i do know that uh hell in bogus journey was not what they really wanted it to look like i think uh and they kind of hung a lampshade on that when when bill and ted just look and say our album covers lied to us about what this place is um but there were some cut scenes where they were doing uh labor in, in hell they, they skipped all that but there were some scenes with that and that's what you had here where they, they they're all digging a, a hole um and william sadler i mean i it's funny because watching bill and ted's bogus journey really made me want to watch the seventh seal again and i, I i'm not going to or the seventh sign rather not the seventh seal seventh seal was demi moore movie about revelation <laughs> And not great. <laughs> I remember watching that in college and just, I, I really don't remember anything other than it was really not good. Um, I, don't, I don't even know if I finished that movie. But anyway, Seventh Sign, um, I, I, I kind of want to watch that again because of Bogus Journey, but William Sadler nailed it. I mean, just the whole scene where they... Um, reconcile again this is a movie about doing the right thing you know this is a movie uh, about being excellent to each other and man we could use more of that in our world we really could it, it sounds so dumb and so cheesy and yet it actually is you know I, that's a distillation of of the, the second greatest commandment that Jesus gives us where he says, 
Love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, it really is. Be excellent to each other. And it just is one of those things where they, they play it as a joke that that silly little catchphrase is going to, you know, change the world in 700 years. Um, but it, it literally is, wor- they, I should say they literally are words to live by. Be excellent to each other. Party on, you know. <laughs> Enjoy life. Um, now there's, you know, you want to be careful when I when I when I'm saying enjoy life. I, I don't mean you know go out and do whatever you want to do. I'm not giving into that hedonistic side of, of what that could be taken as. But, um, but yeah, there's there's good stuff going on in in this in these movies and with these characters, and they are not lovable losers. They are lovable slackers. Um, but even then, again, I, I keep coming back to they, they weren't just sitting around doing nothing. Um, they learned their instruments and they worked hard. And that's the whole point of God Gave Rock and Roll to you is that, you know, you got to practice and, you know, and you can be a rock star. And, and they did. They just didn't hit the song right. And that's the other thing is that they set a high expectations for themselves and honestly, with the high expectation that they set for themselves, it was the wrong expectation. And that's something that I think uh, a lot of, especially young Christian kids, when they're, you know, when I, okay, I shouldn't say a lot of young Christian kids, um, a lot of Christian kids around me, including myself, who we were just looking for, what's God's will? What's God's will for my life? And I don't want to miss out on it. I don't want to make that one mistake that's going to mean I'm not in God's will and I, I'm not going to have, um, you know, I'm not going to know what God's plan is for my life. And they were, they were kind of stuck in that. And, and when you get stuck in that, you kind of end up, uh, this is the phrase that, again, this comes from college, but it stuck with me from my uh, college vice president at the time. He said, you know, too, too heavily minded to be any earthly good. You know, when, when everything is focused to uh, upward, you know, Jesus didn't say focus only upward. Jesus said, love the Lord your God and serve him only and love your neighbor as yourself. You know, it's both. And anyway, you know, just people get so worried about what is God's will for my life that don't actually do anything in God's will. You know, they, they, it, it can be, it can freeze someone. And, and so then you have... That's what's happening with these guys, where they're just, they're trying so hard to do this one thing, but this one thing, you know, might be, well, it ends up being something completely different. And, you know, they actually refer to Rufus's words as prophecy, or, or they refer to a prophecy anyway, that's uh, connected to Rufus's words. Um, and that, I'm also reminded just of how prophecy so often uh, in the Bible, especially when it came to um, Christ, the Messiah, uh, the prophecy was read wrong. It was un- misunderstood. It, you know, one thing was expected and, and something else is what God had in mind. And I think that's also going to be true with, uh, with, with uh, John's revelation. There's enough stuff of John's revelation in the book of, of Revelation. There's enough for us to know things are going to work out. There's enough for us to know 
that uh, yes, it's bad and, and things are going to get bad, but God has it in his hand. He knows what's going on and he is in control. But then you do have these books like The Late Great Planet Earth and, and even Left Behind and, and 88 Reasons Why Christ is Going to Return in 1988 and the sequel, 89 Reasons When Christ Did Not Return in 1988. Um, actually, I, I'm joking about that. I don't know if there's a sequel. I, I do know there was a book uh, about the 88 Reasons Why Christ is Going to Return in, in 1988. Um, Christ said himself, you know, no, it's not for you to know the day or the hour. And uh, anyway, these you know, prophecies are misunderstood. And that's what happened with these guys, where it turns out they were going to um, be a part of the creation of the song, partially because they're there with the band, and partially because it's their offspring who are going to bring it about. Now, then you can get into the whole idea of, okay, well, if they didn't do what they did to uh, try and create this song so hard, that their mistakes wouldn't have allowed them to realize the real way of doing it. And also, you know, maybe if they had just sat back and said, it's going to be our kids, um, they would have never um, raised uh, B and T to, uh, to be the people they needed to be in order to do the song in the way it needed to be done. And, and so then you're getting into predestination and, and all that, and was there any free will in the whole thing at all? And, and I'm just going to say, yes, there was free will. There was free will that fed into what had to happen, you know? And that's, I think, the same thing with, you know, the whole prophecy of the Christ, even. You know, was there free will? Yes, there was free will. Mary could have said no, but she didn't. But that's something, you, that's that's what-ifs and, and possibilities. That's not reality mary did say yes and uh and so the prophecy of the messiah happened and man you know bill and ted's bill and ted faced the music i i think i mentioned before that you know if this was a 20 dollar rental that i did like i was gonna be disappointed that i didn't get to keep it 25 dollar um uh, 25 dollar purchase if i didn't like it that's 25 bucks down the drain I like this enough that I will definitely be purchasing this when it's a cheap DVD or Blu-ray, uh, but I will be. Speaking of DVDs, um, just continuing that adventure of uh, The Mummy, I did try and return it at the other Walmart. And again, they said you can return it for the exact same thing, but they didn't have it. So I don't know if, if it's worth it. I'll say this. I was driving to go and see Bill and Ted tonight and thinking to myself, is this worth it? Is this worth it? You know, I, I put in, I guess, 40 minutes of driving, not technically because I was down that direction anyway for work. But um, is this worth it for me to spend this much time? I'm glad I did. Was it worth the price of admission? Absolutely. But that is my road trip review of Bill and Ted Face the Music. And I really, really enjoyed it. And so your mileage may vary, but I hope I've explained why. And it's not purely emotional. I mean, this was a funny movie. I did enjoy it. And if I hadn't had the tear, I might have given it just four stars instead of four and a half. But, uh, yeah, 
time for me to turn off the car and go inside. Thanks for taking the drive with me. I appreciate it. It's nice to have someone to talk to while I'm uh, heading off to different places. You know, normally I'd be listening to a podcast as I was driving back, but uh, yeah, I'm glad you're able to to sit with me here in the passenger seat of my silver minivan, as we call it, Silver Surfer. And until next time, party on. And until next time, be excellent to each other. Party on you. And Godspeed. Okay, quick postscript as I'm walking from the van to the house. Uh, so that's why the sound quality is different because I'm t- recording directly into my phone. But uh, there's some time paradoxes that go on here. But the biggest one is, first of all, I love the fact that uh, Ted's dad ends up you know, kind of joining the gang, you know. But when he got killed, it was two years in the future, it was at uh, at Grohl's house, and um, so when they came back, it was in the present. That was future dad, and so now there are two of his of Ted's dads in the present day because they left hell together to go to the present day, and uh, yeah, yeah. So one way or another, he was sent back in time or something, but he did not die at the same time as everyone else. A little bit of a paradox. Anyway, time travel's not perfect in this movie, but hey, it's not bad. It's a lot of fun. Four and a half stars. Okay, back to the... You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. Once again, thanks for listening. This is great radio, eh?